So this is a reading from Luke, beginning in chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to, to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Lord, as we look at those very familiar uh, words this morning, may you just speak to each one of us, encourage us, we pray, this Christmas time with your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if I was to ask you one question this morning, and there's no right or wrong answer to this question, and the question, I wonder what your answer would be. Which character in the Christmas story would you most identify with? Would it be Mary and Joseph? Would it be the angels? Would it be the wise men? Would it be the shepherds? Would it be some of those characters, those ones we were looking at over the last number of weeks, Zachariah, Simeon, Anna? Who would it be? And I would hazard a guess that if you were to write down a piece of paper and we were to count up all those pieces of paper afterwards, I would hazard a guess that you'd probably most identify uh, with the shepherds. We were all pretty comfortable with the Christmas story. We all probably can, can say a fair bit about the Christmas story. But for many people who, who aren't familiar with the Christmas story, Christmas has become a time when they worry about the number of shopping days to Christmas. They worry, have they got all the presents? Have they written the right cards? Have they got the right food in? And if you were to ask somebody today, are you ready for Christmas? If you asked another question, are you ready for Christmas? You might hear different answers. You might hear, yes, I'm ready. No, I'm not ready. I don't have the right food yet. I'm waiting. But for too many, Christmas has become a, a time when it's a holiday. It's a holiday period. Uh, and Christmas itself is just a, a feast day. 
It reminds me of the story of the little girl who misquoted John 3.16 and said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only forgotten son. And that is for many, they, they have forgotten what Christmas is really all about. And we need to remind ourselves, and as we have this morning in our music, in our readings, we need to remind ourselves that Christmas is not about shopping and racing about and going mad and getting everything done. It's about Jesus, who came into this world to bring salvation and peace to people who are desperately in need of both. And as we read that, as Dennis read that story this morning, as you follow it on page 1027 of your church Bible, it's very interesting to see who God gave the first announcement of Jesus' birth to. He gave it. Uh, and remember that they were waiting on this announcement for a long, long period of time. It wasn't like something had happened 10 years ago and they were waiting for this new event. It was thousands of years And it's interesting to me that he chose the shepherds to give that message to. Verse 8 in uh, chapter 2 tells, doesn't tell us much about who they were. It simply says there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. Beyond that, we know nothing else about them. But we do know a bit about other shepherds in the Bible. We think of the first shepherd in the Bible named Abel, Cain's brother. There are many others, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, they were all shepherd and God calls himself a shepherd and you and I are compared to sheep. But by the time we get to this period when this was uh, the first century AD, shepherds weren't in the same class of people as anybody else. In a sense, they had been demoted. And here are a few things we need to know about shepherds at this time. Shepherds were uh, considered to be unclean. As a result, they weren't allowed to attend religious services. So they wouldn't have been able to come to a service like this. Shepherds lived a life of isolation. They were very transient because obviously their sheep needed fresh grass and water. They were all the time moving with, with their herds. They never stayed in the one place for too long. Another thing about shepherds at this time that is not terribly nice either is that they were not trusted. They were, ex they were suspected of stealing from others because they were not truthful and they were not even allowed to testify in court. So here is God entrusting the greatest message that the world has ever heard. And he gives it to a bunch of smelly, uncouth shepherds. But it shouldn't surprise us because from the beginning of time he has come to lift up those who found themselves at the bottom of the ladder. He chose David to become king. A man who committed murder and adultery. He chose Hosea who was married to a prostitute. He chose the Apostle Paul who was described himself as the chief of sinners. And when Jesus said these words, I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. It is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick. So where did he go? He went 
to the prostitutes, to the demon-possessed, to the lepers, and also to the shepherds. Later on in chapter 2, we see that Mary uh, wrote a song. Or sorry, in chapter, in chapter 1, Mary has, has written a song. And it says, Jesus has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has set empty away. The Apostle Paul tells us in his writings that God has a message for sinners just like you and me. Isn't that amazing this Christmas time to be reminded of that truth? You see, everyone matters to Jesus. And you matter to him, whoever you are. This morning, wherever you're at, whatever you're thinking, you matter to him. But I find it, shepherds, my background was far farming, and I, I love when it comes to these sorts of stories. I see uh, many characteristics. We're going to look at four characteristics uh, that Jesus is looking for in the people he uses. And in the carols this evening, we'll be also looking at that theme that God can use anybody. He can use anybody. The first characteristic we notice about uh, these shepherds, you see it right there in verse 8, that they were attentive. They were committed to their career that they never left the work. It was like they had the first shift, the second shift, the third shift, and every shift after that. This was a 24-7 deal for them. They were faithful. They were, as the Bible says here, they were keeping watch over their flocks. It's often the case that sometimes, and I've seen this when I worked in Uganda, that flocks would come together for the night. And they would all come into the same fold for protection. For these uh, sheep, they would be known as the sheep pen. It would have been a a wall of rocks in a circle, a little entrance uh, for the sheep to get in and out by. And the opening would have no hinges or doors or gates, but the shepherd would lie across uh, that gap. So no predators could get in, and if the sheep were in, they couldn't get out, but the sheep obviously had to come through the shepherd to get in for safety. And it gives new meaning to the words Jesus spoke when he said, I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved. So we notice that God came to those who were attentive at their jobs that they were given to do. The second thing we see about these, second characteristic we see about these shepherds is that they were awed. While they were being attentive to the responsibilities they were given, they were suddenly awed by the announcement of angels. Look at verse 9. For over 400 years, no one had heard from God. The period of time between the Old Testament and the New Testament, none of the prophets spoke. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the glory of God lights up the skies. And the Bible said the shepherds were terrified. You know, that day is going to happen again. When we talk about lights in the sky, we will see a light in the sky that no one has ever seen before. I can understand why.
terrified. These shepherds were terrified. You can imagine for this 400 years of silence, there was nothing. And then suddenly this army of angels appear. Imagine if Christmas had never happened. What would that be like for each one of us? We read that this message, <clears throat> it says, for all the people. But I want you to notice the word you as well. This message is for the whole world, but it's also very personal. And so we read and we see that in verses 11. And 12. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He will be assigned to you and find him wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then we read in verse 13, suddenly a great company. A great company was, uh, it was a whole army. We don't know how many, but it was a very large group of angels in the sky, praising God. Can you imagine? Just let your mind wander for a minute and think of the best Messiah's handle you've ever heard. Nothing compared to what this song will be. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on whom his favor rests. The army came to announce peace. The battle is over. Now I want you to look at what the shepherds did with the message. And this is the third characteristic of these shepherds. They acted upon it. Verses 15 and 16. And we read they hurried off. Now, remember that these guys never left the sheep. They were there 24-7. These shepherds didn't do anything quickly because to take sheep from one place to another takes time. Doesn't happen in a big rush. They moved slowly through the pastures as the sheep ate their fill, as they were patient. But here's the thing faith has to lead to action. Faith is not enough. James says in his writings, faith without works is dead. But in verse 16 here in Luke chapter 2, we read that they went and they saw. Immediately we read they went to Bethlehem. They wanted to see the baby with their own eyes. There's a bit of irony here. Unclean shepherds came where? To a smelly stable. To see the Holy of Holies lying on a bed of straw. See him lying on a bed of straw. We believe that the shepherds had been taking care of the sheep that were going to be uh, sacrificed in the temple for the, for the sacrifice. They had to be clean. They had to be on soil without blemish. It's no accident that they left them behind and came to see the Lamb of God. So they left. They left 
and they shared. They could have sat on a bit of straw or the edge of the manger and made themselves comfortable, relaxed there with the baby Jesus. We noticed that the message they shared had nothing to do with seeing the angels or Mary or Joseph. We read that they came to see Jesus. Look again at verse 17. The word said means to make known in such a way that people can understand. And we are here today because those first shepherds couldn't keep quiet. They shared the good news that the Messiah had been born. And the fourth and final characteristic that I want to look at this morning in verse 20 is they adored Jesus. It says they returned to worship Jesus. One has, has observed that, uh, and here is a thing, and it, it's a kind of like a dagger in the heart. Somebody has, uh, has observed that many of us worship our work. We work at our play, and we play at our worship. We don't get any of it right. I wonder what the shepherds would have done that night if the angels had not spoken. I'm sure they would have stayed right where they were, taking care of the sheep. I wonder what the man would have done had God not spoken. I'm sure they would have stayed where they were. They would have not gone on that long journey following the star. What about Mary and Joseph? They would have still gone to that stable. But no one would have shown up for the birth of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. No one. I wonder, have you ever wondered, what if no one decided to tell the story? What if the wise men weren't so wise after all, and they just ignored the message? What if the shepherd said, no, we're too busy, we can't leave our sheep here on the hills by themselves? What if when Jesus was older and he called the 12 disciples, what if they said, you know, I, I have my family to look after, I, I have to keep looking after my fishing nets. Or Matthew said, I can't leave my work, I have to collect the taxes. Or Luke says, I can't leave my medical practice because I have too many patients to look after. The truth is, if the shepherds had not told the story, if the wise men had not shown up and the had not responded, we might not be sitting here today. We might not know the Lord. This church might not exist. The word of God would not be preached. The word of God would be silent. All that we have is because of him and because of the servants were faithful. Because they told the story. And now my friends, it's up to you and to me to continue to tell that story, not to keep that good news to ourselves. We need to tell the story with our friends, with our neighbors, with our co-workers. If we don't tell the story, it could be that your next door neighbor, your co-worker, person you sit by the side next to in college or in school might not hear the good news because you have failed to tell them the good news. 
And many people will miss knowing about the Savior. So it's up to you and me. And as you leave today, you will see a stone. If you haven't seen it already, then you might walk into it this morning. It says as you're leaving, go and tell. And we need this Christmas time to go and tell the good news of why Jesus came to this earth. This is amazing news. It really is life-changing news. It's transformational news. And even I encourage you when you go home and on your way home, send a text message. I don't mind if you take out your phone now and send a text message. Send a text message to your neighbors, to your friends. Why don't you come this evening to the carol service where they will hear the good news of why Jesus came. Friends, it's up to you and me to share and continue to keep sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and why he came to this earth. Amen. Because knowing Jesus is the greatest thing. He's our all. He's the best. He's our joy, our righteousness. Why? Because we love him. And if we love him, we will go and share the good news with others. Let's stand as we sing, knowing you, Jesus.